Welcome to episode 70 of the Embrace the Awkward podcast, where we have one goal in mind, and that is to help you handle awkward better. And today we are talking about a lot of times on the tens, you'll see we do top 10 episodes. Today, in fact, we're, every 10. In fact, every 10, <laughs> yeah. Uh, today we're talking about the top 10 icebreaker activities for small group questions. Uh, small group activities, I should say, just small groups in general. Let's try that again. Top 10 activities. Oh my gosh. I don't know. What's It'll be like on? that later in the audiobook I was talking to you about. Yeah. Uh, Top 10 icebreaker activities for small groups is the title of this episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I love icebreakers, but I I have to confess. I, so I, on all my small group guides, we have like an icebreaker question, right? The first question is always. Okay. But like I just put really stupid things in there. It changes yeah. every week. And like mine are like, uh, when's the last time you threw up? Or yeah. like. Uh, if, you're, if your fingers were Cheetos, what's the worst thing? Yep, that could happen. To you. Seeing if you could shoot a liquid from your thumbs, what two liquids would you choose? Like left thumb, right thumb. Yeah. Um, but I think icebreakers are super important for a couple reasons. One, uh, it helps you kind of build community and create a safe and fun way to get to know someone. So you yep. might get to hear someone something about someone or get to know them in like a an easy way that's not you know hard that's not hard to answer or awkward yeah. or. Um, two, it helps learn people's names without like awkwardly going around and just like saying like, my name is blank and my favorite flavor of ice cream is Rocky Road. Like, yeah. uh, you know, and let's do that again. The same question like we did last week. Yes, oh. correct. Uh, and I think last it, it not last, but the last one we got here it really breaks down barriers for discussion. Like it gets everyone talking, gets yes. everyone's mind turning. Everyone's heard each other's voice. I mean, a non-threatening I, topic really helps. Yes, correct. So not maybe not you know when's the last time you threw up, um, but <laughs> or share your greatest sin. Go. So, yeah, right. Yeah, share your deepest dark. Share the thing you think God doesn't know. Yeah. About what do you, you hate most about the small group leader? Go. What do you hate the most about yourself? <laughs> Why don't we just? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Matter straight, of fact, what's let's everybody's go straight saying? to the source. <laughs> um, so there are like some kind of team building, and then there are also icebreaker activities. Um, but we kind of want to get into some like tips and tricks, as we say around here. Of uh, just really, this is a super applicable episode. Like yeah. you can put any of these into practice basically right away. Yep, these are free resources that we've used, tried, and tested. So we need. Uh, I always kind of uh, warn uh, you on a few things. If you're going to do this, okay, you can't put to your like if you're a lead youth worker, you can't tell your small group leaders, "Hey, do an icebreaker game." Yep. They don't necessarily know what it is, and if they look it up, it might be way too complicated, and it could take 30 minutes. Correct. So an icebreaker should be short, sweet, simple, very few supplies, and it should be like your opening hook, if you will, of the small group time. Sure. So uh, always kind of say, okay, here's the small group, or here's the icebreaker we're going to have during this small group. I always write it out, write the directions out, write what does the small group leader say, what supplies they need. I try to have the supplies in their box beforehand. So they don't have to get to small group and realize, oh, we forgot this. Right. Well, we're not going to do that. Or let's just wait awkwardly and stare at each other um, until those supplies are there. Right. Uh, so be simple. Simple. Uh, icebreakers are also easy to switch it up. I don't do an icebreaker every single small group time, but I would say about 75% of the time. I do an icebreaker question every single time. Yes. But I don't always do an icebreaker activity. So these are non-question. These are activity groups. things yeah. that are great for beginning a semester, week back after a, a you know a break or a holiday. Right. Uh, like if you've got a new new people, or yes. it might be good to even, this. we didn't have this in the notes, but maybe even to have one just as your leader, like a back pocket, like ready to grab. And that's the first one. 
yeah. on this list. <laughs> That's a great idea, DJ. <laughs> I'm so glad we coordinated that. <laughs> yeah, uh, you set it up like a T-bomb. Um, yep. mm-hmm. Okay, so yes. So my go-to, I don't know if you have a go-to icebreaker, but my go-to is uh, question ball or cue ball. Sure. All right. Have you? Do you know anything about this? Have you done this before? I haven't done a lot of research on balls. Okay. All right. So I take a tennis ball and I have and I wrote the numbers one through twenty all randomly around the ball. Okay. okay. So tennis ball, um, and I have it in every box. Okay. Of my small group. So each wait. So just to backtrack, when you're saying box, each of your leaders get a small group each, a box. Each that small they group gets a box. Has their guide and guides, yeah, okay. Gotcha. And I add the small group questions that week every week into the box. So all they have to do is take the box and go to the room. Gotcha. And open it up. So how this works is I print off a sheet and it's random icebreaker fun questions one through twenty um, on a sheet, and they throw the ball around. They have to say their name and then whatever number is under the right or left thumb, depending on which hand they caught it with. Sure. They read the number and then you ask them that question and they have to ask honestly. And so every year I just give a new sheet of paper, so it's never the same twenty questions or in the same order sure. every single school year. Love it. That's my go-to. Super simple. That's the easiest way. And it's and and I have some small groups who've had the same question ball or cue ball for four or five years now. That's really cool. That's super cool. That's super easy. I love that. Uh, number two, M and M's icebreaker. Basically, you can go pick up any big bag of M and M's party yes. bag. You know, they sell year rounds. Not all candies sell year round, but M and M sells the massive, yes. like ungodly amount bag of M and M's. Right. Uh, and have everyone take like. Basically a handful, I mean a small handful, uh, but don't eat them. Just basically say, like, take as many as you want as long as everyone has some because everyone needs multiple. Yes. Uh, what we do is then we kind of just, like, uh, take turns. We share, um, like, one thing about ourselves based on the m M&M and we took. Basically, each color represents a different thing or question. Um, so you can say, like, blue is favorite song or band. Red, one thing you hate in the world. Um, brown is one thing you hate about Kyle. No, it's a Bible <laughs> character you admire, relate to. Green, favorite restaurant, favorite food. Yeah, I mean, you're getting the drift by now. Um, like one thing that brings you joy, one thing you didn't, you don't know about me is. Um, but like this is a, a really super easy one that gets multiple people answer, actually answering multiple questions as well. Yeah, then they can eat the M&M after they share. Right. Yes, correct. Um, so uh, like uh, people do this one also for toilet paper. One Have you the, done this one? The toilet the, paper one? I haven't done the toilet paper one. What? But uh, you, you're saying folder wad? Yeah, yeah. So toilet papers, you get a. Um, and the key with this game is the directions. You tell you don't tell them that they're answering questions based on M and M's. You just say take as much as you want. Sure. So same thing with toilet paper. You pass around a toilet paper and you say take as many squares as you need. That's and then the, the square is the question. And then. So I know some people who just take rolls of squares. Sure. And then once everyone has squares, then you say, okay, now you have to share one thing about yourself for every square that you took. Oh, yeah. So, Or you could take that and yeah. you could say, like, whatever number your number ends in is the question based on, you know, three. Is, so if you right. have 93 square or whatever. The key is not telling them what you're doing until after they've taken those things. Right. Yeah, timeshare-esque. But it's fun. And, I, and so definitely... I was trying to make it super uh, annoying or, or goofy, uh, one particular color. Like the orange is always the worst one. And everyone kind of, oh, I got five oranges. Yeah. You know, things like that. <laughs> That's kind of what you want. <laughs> Number three, 
what I call picture sharing or story cards. Um, sure. North Point Ministries, Andy Stanley's church, they do these story cards. You can buy a whole set. I, think I have a name. My name for this is Take What You Need. I'll get into that. Okay, after yeah, yeah. You, but yeah. So like, there's like 60 pictures, and they're all just like four inches by four inches uh, um, like pictures, and you spread them all out on the table, and there's 30 to 60 of them, depending on your group size. And you have everyone choose a picture, and then they share that picture. And usually I do two questions. One week I do it, we spread it out, and says, okay, choose a picture of what your life represents right now. Like what are you going through? Sure. And it could be a picture of a monkey or it could be a picture of a paper bag. Or it could be a picture of, you know, these are supposed to be random, not supposed to be any celebrities in it, yep. um, photos. And you can get them from free somewhere. You can Sock make your photos. own or buy your own. I found an old, old, old book at my last church or like a, a box kind of that had, it was that basically. It was always for reflection or for right. contemplation or whatever. And used to throw those out. Or. So that's one week is share about your life. And that's it's so revealing because they're more likely to reveal some very serious stuff mm-hmm. based on the picture than if you just ask them, okay, what are you currently dealing with? The second week or come back in a few weeks and I say, okay, pick a, uh, picture, pick a picture that represents your spiritual life right now. Yep. And that's all. So those are the two go-to questions about story cards or picture sharing. Uh, yeah, this is huge. I think that like it's you'd be surprised how much something totally random like this can actually evoke. Right. Um, like sometimes people just really don't get into it. Sometimes it's really like a a really eye opening experience experience for for students. So yeah, we call this take what you need. There have been times too where we've taken um like these cards and basically you know like let's say like problem A we then we give like solution B C and D yeah and then we say like which one of these do you need the most practice in and we let them take that card and take it home okay and right okay. and so they can tape it somewhere nice. or whatever and with the verse attached or whatever but um the take what you need take what represents I think can be really powerful I love this one this is one of my favorite ones yeah uh number four opinion line this is really good if you have a very sensitive or difficult topic that you're um, discussing or maybe that you're concerned like not a lot of people will talk about I've used this one specifically on like politics not that yes. we talk about politics <laughs> in the church but like that sometimes it's a good tool to unpack this without getting into arguments yep so basically we explain that there's uh, like an imaginary line of four from one side of the room to the other and one side represents completely disagree the other side is completely agree then we basically make statements and you have to go stand where your opinion falls on that topic. So yeah. typically I started with something like divisive, but um, like easy. So we talked about a couple episodes ago, like DC versus Marvel. Right. Um, or superheroes or teams. I love saying or, the opening question, Batman is the best superhero ever. Yep. There are some strong opinions on that. Oh yeah, totally. Um, so uh, then what we do is we'll kind of f- ask people on the spectrum and say, hey, why did you choose that spot? Yes. Um, so I've, again, I've heard this done with a lot of sensitive topics, also fun ones. Uh, this is great for like a love, sex and dating series, which sounds weird. Like, it's not like <laughs> I have lots of sex. I have no sex. Where do you stay? Like, that's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> a, a question I like is, um, and it should be, st- it shouldn't be questions. It should be statements. Cause you're trying to agree with sure. the statements. So I, 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 uh, use statements like, um, uh, the, uh, my boyfriend or girlfriend's faith is the most important thing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agree or disagree. Yeah. Or, or like I've heard like I would bring uh, my boyfriend or girlfriend would feel welcome here. Yes. Because then we're also getting a gauge of ourselves. Right. Yes. But um, that's, you know, yeah, this can be a really good one that can take can be pretty short, can be pretty quick. Um, 
you know, we've talked about in the small group realm, also making things engaging. We did one that was timed. I said, we have 10 of these to get through and we have to explain. And we had, we went in a, like a gym Yeah. and I, we used the whole entire court. And I said, you have five seconds to pick your side. <laughs> nice. And they were just running back and forth like crazy. And then yeah. we'd spend some time discussing and then to make the next one, they were running back and forth. And, nice. um, but just to kind of keep them moving a little bit too. Yeah. That's perfect. Uh, number five, guess who drawing, mm-hmm. right? So I have passed out a piece of paper and a pencil, like a note card to everyone. Um, and I basically have them write one thing about themselves that no one else in the room should know. So sure. if they're siblings, we try to that has to be a little bit more difficult. But, you know, a place they've visited. And it could be random, could be something special, whatever. Mm-hmm. I collect all the pieces of paper, and then I read off one at a time what it says on the paper. And then right. they have to guess who they think it represents that paper right so i been to tahiti um and so like oh that you know that's dj for sure or right um and that and so it's just a fun way and then we just kind of share a lot of times it comes out with stories like okay wait what right when did you bend to tahiti so that's guess who drawing that's number five uh yeah i do a very similar thing with that but often with my small group leaders and just to, like as a icebreaker for our meetings i have basically you put your name at the top of the card and then i'll put questions like um what's your favorite smell what year did you graduate high school? And I don't know, like just something random like that. And then I'll take through and I'll read those cards. And then the leaders have to guess which leader that is. One of my mm, leaders, nice. we did that. Well, actually, the first leader meeting I ever had um, at my at my church, we did that. And one of my leaders, what's something that other people don't know about you or that you got in trouble for or something? And he said, um, I slapped a penguin on the butt at the zoo. Um, and that was like, what? Who would eat? Like, that's such a random. Anyway. That's a fun one. Um, Did you just? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I said. Like he he spanked a, a penguin at the zoo. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah. Uh, number six, group juggle. Um, basically, it's a great one to learn people's like name. Uh, find five like bean bags or something soft, basically, and have everyone stand in a circle, face each other. Um, and you're going to explain that basically uh, you're going to say a person's name and throw the bean bag at them. Something big, heavy, but soft. Something that's not going to like, you know, yes. um, a weighted blanket. That, that probably wouldn't be a good <laughs> one because people work. get knocked out with those weighted blankets. Um, but basically, like, everyone's in a big circle. They're going to say someone's name and then throw the bean bag to them and catch it. Um, this game is perfect to if you want to know a person's name because you're constantly repeating and hearing names. Yeah. So you basically do that until everyone has had the beanbag once and then you throw it back to the place it started. Then you have to say their name out loud before you throw it. Um, so like basically you can make it a little interesting and people can get like uh, can hold the bag too long and they lose sometimes. Or if they if they drop it, you have to start over. Yeah, I've also a team game. I've also seen where like uh, there's someone in the middle of this type of a thing and um they before they throw it, they have to call the name, and if they can't get a name off, the person in the middle has a pillow, and they get hit, and oh, then wow. they're in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little more intense version, right? <laughs> um, but uh, this can be a really good one, specifically on the topic of getting people's names going. This is a great like camp icebreaker, conference, yep. things like that. Yep. Yeah, I I do this game, and I even time it. It says, okay, can we do everyone's name in twenty seconds? And we say go. Right. Um, and then I also add five or or six bean bags total. And I say, all right, DJ, DJ, DJ. Right. And that's super fun. Number seven, what we call drawing the word. Um, 
so this is a little bit more of a, a spiritual aspect or uh, um, kind of even a, it could be a prayer thing. But basically what I do is I read a, a scripture passage to the group out loud. And usually I pick a passage that has some good visuals attached to it, sure. like Peter okay. walking on water or something like that. Not too long a story. Should be short. Sure. Um, and then I give out markers and colored pencils and paper, and they have about five to ten minutes to draw what they're experiencing or what they're seeing in their mind when I read that scripture passage. Sure. Um, and then when they're done, we go around and just kind of share what they drew. And so uh, we try to say you can't use words. Sure. Um, and the, some people have very good artistic abilities. Some people are so abstract, and they pick out the most random things in the passage, and it's fascinating to see yeah, where totally. they're coming from. And what the, the key is, you're looking at what are they emphasizing. Sure. Um, are they emphasizing the, the, the nuanced stuff, or are they emphasizing the main character? How can they relate to it? Yeah. So we have some really good discussion based on each, piece, each person's picture. Yeah, the like the the mental version of that. I remember when I was uh, at a camp one summer, and and we read a passage, and the speaker. I don't remember if it was a small group time or something, but they basically asked like, when you are hearing this story in your mind, picturing it, who are you? Yeah, like are you a bystander? Are you Jesus? Right. Are you the sick? Per- are you Find a like, character what? to relate to? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is a huge one that can be really good. Number eight, popcorn discussion. Um, pass out a note card and a pen. Um, have them write one topic they would like to talk about and their name. Uh, then we take back the cards. Uh, maybe we do this like over a period of time. Maybe it's just a one week thing, but basically then take a card out of that, draw a card um, and like uh, have that discussion. Um, like, of course, like read the cards before <laughs> you. Yeah. 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 Don't uh, like maybe look at what's going into the, the bucket. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's always like some really cool discussion that gives all ownership to students also in terms of like, kind of like they're not leading the small group, but they kind of are in terms of that they had the topic. Um, we, so I did this one year and we the topic was Pokemon, okay? And I'm thinking uh, like this little kid Pokemon thing. Dude, this guy had all 256 Pokemon. Uh, this is right when Pokemon Go, the app, first came out several years ago. Dude, it was one of the most engaging conversations we've had for the first five to ten minutes of the night. Wow. Just talking about Pokemon. That's wild. I can I'm I don't know that world. I didn't either. But like, he the, the student led the discussion and asked the questions. And it was I think the la- that it just makes me think of this. because we just had a be real moment of an episode ago. Was that this episode? Yeah. Just a few minutes ago. Just a few minutes ago. I didn't I lost Maybe track of time. Maybe it was the previous episode. I don't know. I have no idea. We're it, For those of you who are, are confused about what's happening, today Kyle and I are recording two episodes like right back to back, back, to back so yeah. we can release them at a time. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, I think the last time there was an epidemic such as Be Real was probably Pokemon Go. Yeah. These people everywhere on Took their phones. over the summer. People were everywhere. I remember I was in college, and it was like everywhere people were. Do- there was a gym like yep. at, on our campus, and it was just, oh, yeah, wild. This was a big one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number nine, I call mask. So this is probably the most vulnerable or deepest one. I don't know if you've ever done this, DJ, but I've only done it a few times, but it's always my favorite. You can't really do this a lot. It's probably once per uh, year or even once per high school career. So basically, I give everyone a card sock piece of paper. It has to be a little bit thicker paper, okay? okay? And then markers and scissors, okay? And I tell them to cut out a life-size face. It could be their face. It could be someone else's face. It could be a clown face, whatever. Um, Don't decorate it. Just cut it out, okay, from the card sock I give them. Then 
I, I tell them try to add eyes if you can or, or whatever. But then I have them decorate, okay? So one side, just one side, I, I say, okay, decorate on this one side, side one. Uh, I don't tell them that we're going to decorate both sides, just the first side. Um, according to the way they want to be seen by people. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That they want to be seen. So some people write um, smart, beautiful. Um, some people write um, wise. You know, and they they decorate with 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 no glasses, or they decorate. Um, sure. I, I had a small group leader. He he covered his mask with hair. He says, "I want people to see me with hair because no one has ever seen me with hair because he's bald." Interesting. <laughs> and, and he's been bald for thirty years. Huh. And then the other side, um, what I do is I flip them over and I said, okay, flip over and decorate that side of the mask and how they think other people see them. Hmm. Um, and then we go around and we share yeah. the different masks and we say, okay, um, so how how do you want to be seen and then how do you think people see? And so we say, why why do you think people say, well, they th- I'm dumb. And, well, I just am so gullible and we have these conversations. So you got to be prepared. This might be taking 30 minutes. So this might be the longest. Right. Mon- this is like a, an intentional, like not, you know, it's, like. Right. It's perfect for like a small, uh, for like a, a small group. I do this for my student leaders a lot, mm-hmm. but it really is an eye opening exercise where, where not only do you, what you see what they want to see as the world or what they want to project to the world, but what they think the world sees of them. Yeah, totally. That's really good. Uh, the last one is maybe one you've played before or heard of, uh, Two Truths and a Lie. Kyle, I think we should play on the air right now. Ooh, okay, okay. You uh, have your, so Two Truths and a Lie is what? Uh, basically, you go around a circle. Everyone comes up with two things that are true about them, places they've visited, things they've done, yep. you know, short, you know, quick one-liners or whatever, and then one lie. And the groups have to, the group has to guess what the person's lie is. Okay. Um, okay, you ready? I think I'm ready, yeah. Okay, you go first. Okay, I'll make this even easier for you, all right? Uh, I have diabetes. <laughs> okay. Uh, I met a man called Flood Cheese. Okay. And Flood Cheese survived a hurricane only off of eating moldy cheese that was floating in the flood water. And Okay, that's just one. That's just one. Okay. okay. (laughs) And number three is that I've never had a burrito. Never had a burrito. That's true. That's That's true. That's that's that's, you're right. Is what I meant. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have never had a burrito. I have never had a burrito. I recently, for the first time, had a breakfast burrito, and it was just fine. This sounds like a weird statement, but that seems like (laughs) un-American. Yeah, I love tacos. I hear they're similar. Um, you don't eat Chipotle? No, I mean, I eat other things. Qdoba. Yeah. Pancheros. Hey, shout out to Pancheros. Uh, I would I would do a commercial for Pancheros. I know no one has seen it other than the upper Midwest, but I would do a free commercial of just Pancheros wow. just for this podcast because I love that restaurant so much. ETA podcast sponsored by Pancheros. They they're chipotle but they actually have they mix with us with a spoon all the ingredients before they wrap up the burrito mm. so you don't get a mouthful of cheese and rice chipotle interesting oh, interesting Sorry. no you're Sorry, good no. you can okay, tell you're yeah. passionate i love to hear it all right <laughs> uh mine um i've eaten iguana mm. i have broken a total of 20 bones mm. in my body and i've shaped uh, i've 
shaken Mr. T's hand. It's got to be shaken Mr. T's hand. That is correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? Uh... I, I feel like I know you've eaten iguana. That doesn't seem yep, like something outside Nicaragua your wheelhouse. Uh, what was your middle one? I've broken 20 bones. Yeah, I, I believe. I don't know why. I haven't seen you break a bone. I have seen you hurt your ankle. Yep, I was in um, wrestling. And so uh, most oh. of it is hands and toes. Sure. Fingers and toes. Have you ever had one like bent completely? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway. Uh, also, you paused a little bit on and the third one. I know. You were still kind of searching. Because I, I was debating if I should share this because I had another one of mine, but I'll uh, save that one. But I have heard Mr. T preach. I, um, I went to Chicago. My wife and I um, w- uh, went to college in Chicago. So we went to a very, very big church. I won't say the name of it, but it's a very popular church. Yep. Um, and... Um, it's the type of church where we showed up one Sunday and Randy Travis was the guest worship leader. So he led worship. And for some of our audience, that means nothing. <laughs> uh, very popular but, but old for, country music star. Yeah, okay? right. And then we had Mr. T was the guest speaker and he gave his testimony. That's he was wild. still wearing gold chains after the A-Team and, and Rocky. So this is early 2000s. So years after Rocky. But he still talked like that. He explained why he says that is pity wild. the fool. It was a fascinating story. So I met him, but I never shook his hand. That wow, <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's two truths and a lie. Do you see? We already had a five minute discussion. Yeah, it uh, it really can be really good. So so take these ten uh, tips and try to implement them in your small group. Do with them what you will. We'd love to hear if these were effective for you. If maybe you have a favorite one as well, we always end with this opportunity for you to like tell us, right? Not because we want to know what you're doing, which we do, but like we truly are interested in what is happening in other people's worlds, ministry settings, all of that. Um, so what was, what's the, the old adage? I don't know where I was going with that. I guess Uh, we, the old adage is we will see you later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to this episode. And thanks for being our friend. We will see you real soon.